Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Not a doctor. Bye, have a beautiful from you Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damas Cleary. And today we'll be discussing She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Season 1. Damas Cleary, how are you on this sunny Sunday afternoon? Look, I've had a thrilling day of doing chores, um, so I'm just fabulous. How about you? Not too bad. I've just driven back from uh, the country uh, my mama lives, visit her for the weekend, taking it pretty easy, feeling a little bit blech at the moment, if I'm being honest, but you know what? We're going to push through and get this episode out for you. With no further ado, let's get to our spoiler-free review of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Season 1. Let me clue you in. Season in review. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law is an American television series created for Disney Plus by Jessica Gao, known for her, her work on Robot Chicken, Silicon Valley, and for writing the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Based on the Marvel Comics character She-Hulk is the eighth television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe produced by Marvel Studios, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, follows Jennifer Walters, a lawyer specialising in cases involving superhumans, who becomes the green superhero She-Hulk after an accident involving her cousin Bruce Banner. The show stars Tatiana Maslany, Jamila Jamil, Ginger Gonzaga, Josh Segarra, and with guest appearances from Tim Roth, Benedict Wong, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, aka The Hulk, and Charlie Cox returning to the MCU as Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil. She-Hulk Attorney at Law Season 1 premiered on August 18th, 2022, and consists of nine episodes, each coming in at around 34 minutes, and took us approximately five hours and ten minutes to watch. At the time of recording, it is unclear if She-Hulk will get a second season, or if the character will return in another show or movie, but one way or another, it's almost certain we'll see Jennifer Walters again. So before we get to our review, Damask, just want you to go over once again your general feelings of the MCU. On... Probably more specifically now, the MCU Disney Plus shows. This is the eighth of those. So, you know, it's a given you're a fan of the MCU yeah. movies. Can't you just, like, edit in <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've we said this? Just, we can just um, do a brief. Oh, and also, to finish off, yeah. your familiarity with the character of She-Hulk before the series. Not familiar with She-Hulk at all. Um, Never even heard of her? Maybe vaguely, but, like, I all I knew was that she was... Hulk with a bow. You know what I mean? Like, that was... that's <laughs> Ms. All, Pac-Man of yeah. the Marvel Hulk universe, sure. That's all I knew, really. Um, in terms of the MCU TV shows... <laughs> I'm tired already. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I um, love, 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 love WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Love Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ones? They're the only two I ever remember, which I think is uh, a lot. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, um, I thought... I, Quite enjoyed, didn't love, but I was like, oh yeah, I can get around that. I liked it more than you did. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, didn't love, felt a bit young for me, but I could see why people might like it. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, hated Hawkeye. Hated that, hated. I, I, Hawkeye was fine, but Falcon and Winter Soldier I thought was um, not good at all. It was just a bit boring, which was shocking considering how much I liked WandaVision and Loki. Um, so it's pretty hit and miss, really. Um, really good highs, amazing highs. A lot of mediocrity in the mix, though. I feel like I'm, we're missing one there. Hold on. Probably. Oh, and what if? What if was the other one? Yeah, 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 yeah. What if? if I, I think I, I watched maybe three episodes of that. No, we we were. Oh, did no, we review it? We, I think we reviewed it. It somehow <laughs> no, we didn't. It, 
Now, it must have got reviewed. Maybe it was an off- reviewed an off-topic hot topic. We went oh through it quickly. I think gosh. Liam, Paul, and myself ended up reviewing it during an off-topic hot topic. Yeah, so. I think I was like going to, but then I didn't. But then maybe yeah. I did. Who knows with my memory? I think all the listeners at home are very <laughs> familiar with this happening to my brain. I think um, it's yeah. forgettable because it doesn't feel as attached to the MCU as the Yeah, rest I think of I remember really enjoying the Doctor Strange episode of that mm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, being like, this is cool. The rest of it, I was like, yeah, whatever. Totally. Uh, yeah, big fan of the MCU, the MC- uh, in general, especially mm-hmm. the movies. Phase four has been interesting. Um, I've enjoyed it. I don't think I, I'm quite as connected to it as uh, the previous three phases at this no. point. I'm looking forward to seeing Black Panther this week. Got mm. tickets for Wednesday night. Can't wait for that. Um, in terms of the shows, well, it's been two years or three years now. This start, was it 2020 when we got WandaVision? Can't remember. Anyway, who knows? Um, eight shows in a peri- very condensed period of time seems like a lot mm-hmm. um and yeah like you wandavision and loki remain the highlights um ms marvel i liked more than you i still haven't watched the last episode of hawkeye I need to get around to that uh in terms of she hulk familiar as in i'm aware of the character mm-hmm. but there were lots of things about the character and sort of how she's used in the comics that i wasn't necessarily as much aware of um so I think the things that were making me excited about this show were that it seemed to be going for a straight, more of a sitcom-y, comedy general type vibe, which while the MCU always seems to have lightheartedness and comedy elements, this was trying to be a comedy first. Mm-hmm. I also liked the idea of it maybe being a bit of a law procedural, because I tend to enjoy those a lot. And if, I think we were saying it's like if this is... Tatiana Mislani being Green Alley McBeal or something along those lines, that's kind of appealing. I'm sorry, rewind a little bit. You yes. like law procedurals a lot? Not a lot necessarily. No, but I this do, is I, news to me. I, I, I won't say I seek them out, but I do like... I like legal dramas, maybe not even mm. as a TV show, but like I enjoy movies like Rainmaker with right. Matt Damon, like stuff like that. Like I did love, I, what was it, Boston Legal back in the day. Right, Boston Legal. And obviously Legal. I'd always catch mm-hmm. a bit of, it's, this is more of a police procedural, but a bit of SVU and that totally. kind of thing. Well, but, you know, if you think of Law and Order, there was the it's, two halves of that. Yeah, and one things, half was which the I was like, oh, this is good. Yep. And the other half was the prosecutors. <laughs> I don't and know so, how well those shows have aged, though. I haven't really gone back. Still going. They're still well, going. Well, they got rid of it and then they brought it back. So <laughs> clearly people want it. Um. But I, I, I like, I think I just thought the idea of maybe something like that inside the MCU, if done to the quality of those, at least what's in my head, the quality mm. of those things can get to, that was exciting. All right. Damas, could you please give your spoiler-free review on She-Hulk Attorney at Law Season 1? Sure. I'm here anyway. Might as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I wanted to enjoy this show. Ooh. I gave it a red-hot crack. Um, but I think I, all I can say about it is that it pivoted from mediocre to very bad in my mind. Um, it's a show that felt like it wanted to be episodic but couldn't commit to it for whatever reason. I don't know if that was um, studio notes. Who knows? Um, I don't know if it was a case of too many cooks, but this show for me is nothing but like half-baked ideas. The asides that come up quite often are mediocre and too often quite lame. Mm. It's trying to be commentary or do commentary, but doesn't have anything beyond the cliche and trite to say. This show seems to think it's for people like me. You know, I'm quite left-leaning. I'm a lady. But I found it, in a lot of ways, insulting um, at how dumb it was. Also, the jokes were bad. This show wanted me to think it was smart and snarky, but it just was not. This show isn't funny, um, but is trying to convince you that it is a comedy. I enjoy Tatiana Maslany. She's always great, but the material just isn't here in this show. It's a show that, at its end, doesn't bother to finish its own story. It says... I can't wait to talk about the ending. It says, right to your face, that none of it mattered. All of the half-thought-out storylines didn't have a purpose. The show wasted my time and thought I'd think it was cute if they simply said, yeah, that's what we did. When the finale episode was over, all I could hear was that Cardi B meme of her screaming, what was the reason, over and over again. I was so disappointed. Um, Just The execution was bad. Um, The... 
It was so clear that they thought they were being really clever, but simply pointing out that you're doing something instead of actually doing something cool isn't good enough. It it fell flat. It failed so hard for me. It kind of made me angry. So if you ask me if you should watch it, my answer is don't bother. Wow. Okay, before we start, before we start recording, you and I were going. This is going to be a short one. We just did that long, like Lord of the Rings, uh, yeah. Rings of Power episode. This is going to be a short one. I still think it's going to be pretty short, but there's more meat on these bones now that I know what your feelings are on but this. But then again, you know, I I said what I said. Like that's that is my opinion, and I no totally. Yeah. I think there's just there's a lot to dissect about okay. <laughs> why you feel that way because I'm not that far off. Yeah. Um. I felt like I was in the minority, actually, because so many people have been talking about... And I know like there's there's distinct sides to the criticism around She-Hulk. Mm. There is some that is just being blatant sexism and awful. Bad faith. Yeah, right. yeah. Bad faith crap. That's fine. There's the same for the Rings of Power. I had a rant about that last week. I'm not going to do that again for She-Hulk. There's just some bad faith bullshit out there. Yeah. Ignore that. But there was a lot of people who genuinely seemed to think that this loved this show, really loved it from week to week. Mm-hmm. Even people that I know. Um, and I was struggling to feel the same way about it. But that doesn't mean I, I thought the show was 100% bad. I think in a lot of ways, like Jen Walters, this show has two distinct sides. It has its good moments and it has its really not good moments. I think it started out strong the first couple of episodes and involved... Jen, particularly the first episode, we get sort of the origin story and we get a lot of Bruce Banner in it, probably just because, you know, Mark Ruffalo is doing Bruce Banner and Talia Mislani is an incredible actress who just does great work, put those two on screen. I was having a good time in that first episode. Then I think it finished relatively well, but I do look forward to talking about why that's not 100% the case. Um but like a lot of the MCU shows that we've come across had a very saggy middle. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I can't wait to talk about the ending. We'll get to that. Okay. The CGI, similarly. Again, it's a television show, but if you're mm-hmm. going to make a show about a CGI character, you want to hope that you can go all the way with it, especially because Marvel has some pretty high standards at this point. Sometimes it looked great. Sometimes it looked really bad. It actually got better as the season went on, I noticed as well. Like, mm. I was thinking about less and less and less, and there were some moments that actually really impressed me. Um, but there were moments where it was just, like, ugly and gross to look at, and <laughs> it made it hard to enjoy the show for that sense. I think, in a lot of ways, the character of Jennifer Walters is the thing that kept me going the most with this. And that's got a lot to do with Tatiana Mislani just being fucking great. Yeah, like, yeah. Marvel keep casting their superheroes and their lead characters really, 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 really well. They never seem to miss with that. Mm. But I think at the end of the day, it's also trying to be a comedy like we're talking about. And I agree with you. The comedy in this show is fucking lame (laughs) and not funny. Mm -mm. And it's really disappointing because... When it does have moments that I like, it's not necessarily... It's because it's not trying to be a goofy comedy anymore. It's just sort of being like a character-focused comedy, which is like all my favourite ones. All my favourite comedies, like I think of something like Pucks and Rec or Community is because it's character dynamics interacting with each other that makes it good and not this person's a clown, this person's a clown. What if this person was put in clownish situation? And I, I compared the comedy... To friends of mine, I said, this is, reminds me of the Big Bang Theory in terms yes. of the quality of the writing. Yeah. I got I got told I was wrong, but I don't think it's... I I think that's exactly the level that the comedy of this show is at. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's... It's so basic. It's, it's so really basic. And it's... And I've seen other people who defend and said, yeah, as a comedy, it's not necessarily funny. I'm not laughing at it, but I'm entertained. And I was kind of like begrudgingly watching from week to week, particularly as it got really saggy in the middle. Um... The cameos they use, fun to see some people, also not necessarily particularly well used. No. Just sort of like, oh, cool, we saw Wong for a couple episodes. They did some clownish things with him. I, yeah, great to see Wong. But like, it never amounted to a whole lot more than that the whole way through. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, still, it's still a show in the MCU list that's close to the top half and the bottom half for me okay. of the MCU show list. Mm-hmm. But I think that says a lot about 
the general quality of the MCU shows so far in how mm. so few of them have really hit. In fact, there's only two. I think there's only two great MCU shows so far, and that's WandaVision and Loki. Yeah. I think Ms. Marvel and this are my next two on my list, and the other, and then probably Hawkeye sit, gets in there right in the middle. You haven't and even then, finished Hawkeye. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, and that's the thing, right? I can't <laughs> even say that because it's like, it's fine. It's just mm. so much of it is like at best fine. Um, and that's, it's, it's disappointing. I am really looking forward to talking about this ending with you because I think the ending is something that a lot of people have really, 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 really loved about this show. Um, and I think it is. I'm shocked to hear that. It, yeah, people loved it. I mm-hmm. think it is uh, flawed at the very least. Indeed. <laughs> How would you score this out of five stars? I'm giving it a two out of five. A two? Yeah. Two. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say it's decent at three. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily insulting. Um, and there are some high highs. Uh, an episode here or there, the first and the second last in particular that stood out as being episodes I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And just a lot that are very forgettable, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Before we smash into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the show to please review us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars or a glowing review our way. And to sweeten the plea deal, if we reach 25 written (laughs) reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1. We'd also love you to share hunting seasons with anyone in your life that obsessively wants to talk to you about TV. They will thank you for it. Next week, we'll be back with an off-topic, hot-topic bonus episode float the week after by our review of House of the Dragon Season 1. If you'd like to contribute a question, topic, or story to off-topic, hot-topic, or if you have any thoughts on House of the Dragon or She-Hulk, maybe telling us we're really wrong, because I think a lot of people disagree with us on this, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter for now, at HuntingSCast. But right now, let's talk spoilers for She-Hulk Attorney at Law Season 1. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Okay, this is where we get to let loose. This is where we get to Hulk out. <laughs> let's... Start just talking about before we get to the ending part, even mm-hmm. just about the the story that the of of this season, right? The, <laughs> yeah, the ongoing story. The the focus on Jen, mm-hmm. who again is a character I quite liked, particularly because I think Tatiana Mislani just does fantastic work in making her extremely likable and relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the fourth wall, the meta stuff in this show, the fourth wall breaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't work for you by the sounds of it. No, not at all. Um, I don't need badly written snarky asides for me to be like, oh, wow, she's a really dynamic, interesting character. Um, that time should have been, that experience should have been developed within her interactions with the other characters, her friends. It's just an element of the show that made me go, why are we doing this? I don't think it adds anything to the show at all. The the straightforward answer for why is it there is because it's there in the comics. She that should breaks never the fourth be wall. the answer. 
Yeah, 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 sure. I, I, you think of, like, Deadpool does a lot of this as well, and that's because mm-hmm. that's what Deadpool does in the comics. She-Hulk has been doing this before Deadpool has been, um, doing asides and fourth wall breaking comments to the audience and so forth. Um, so anything that's happened in this like that is is a direct result of that's what the character has always been doing. And, like, it is what sets the character She-Hulk apart, from my understanding, from other superhero comics in general, is that it is, first and foremost... Um, a character-focused law drama slash comedy, but before being like a superhero-type comic book set in the same world, I'm sure there's plenty of adventures that happen there that are superhero as well. But you know, it's a, it's meant to be a legal comedy-focused sort <laughs> yeah. of comic. And it's not to say that the asides couldn't work. Maybe totally. in a parallel universe, they worked really well. Here, they're just like it's so jokey. That it's incredibly unfunny. I think I think that's the difference. Is the I have no problems with the fourth wall breaking if it is used correctly, done well, written well, as you said, used to say something beyond the obvious. Yes, there were little moments I liked that are like. Like, one of my favourites early on was there was a bit... There was an episode that there was an A-plot, plot and a B-plot, which very rarely episodes had an A-plot and a B-plot because mostly it was fo- so focused on Ben. But there was one... Oh, sorry, on Jen. But there was one where that the male uh, pug, I think his name was, was had this thing going on with his, like, shape-shifting... Um, the, like, shape-shifter who was pretending to be different characters and pretending to be different mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And that was that plot was going over here, and I was like, "Why? Why is this plot line happening? I don't care about these characters. This storyline doesn't seem relevant." And then finally, there was a scene in the bar where he's talking to Jen, and Jen's talking to him, and and the storylines converge. And she pointed out that connecting the A plot and B plot, nice. And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a writing thing. That's a TV thing." But it's like that's as that's as Ugh. insightful as it got. It's, and it wasn't it, even insightful. This is okay. Simply commenting on what you're doing, which is an <laughs> issue for me in this show. It's been like, look sure. at what we're doing isn't actually smart. If the thing you're doing isn't that smart. Okay. Let's move on from the fourth wall breaking. <laughs> okay. How did you feel about the story of just like her struggling to embrace now being a Hulk? This wanting to just be a lawyer, to deny this side of herself that's been thrust upon her. Mm-hmm. Um, did you enjoy that aspect of the show? Uh, love the thought, love the concept. Um, the execution is so confused. And I'm saying confused. It's not confusing. It is mm-hmm. itself confused. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that she ha- is not interested in saving the world, um, but is in fact uh, just interested in pursuing her passion in her career, which is being a lawyer. Great. Awesome. Love that show. And then if things tend to jump in and get in the way of that, Sure, why not? Um, however, everything seemed to be a distraction. Therefore, it was like, what is the story? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? I just wish it was an episode, episodic um, law procedural. I think that would have been really interesting. You don't think it is? Like, it, most episodes either have a case of the week, you know, whether it's the magicians or the shapeshifter or the frogman guy or uh, Wong or um, Abomination or like every like every episode generally except for a couple that were sort of more focused on like there was one where she goes to the wedding and there was another one where she's in court with Titania played by Jamil Jamil mm. I think sort of she's in both those episodes actually that yeah. Titania's in that one and then I like, guess the balance for me and- is off because it's not really about the law procedural, it's about, like, gimmicky superhero stuff. So it wasn't really what I... I mean, I think of, like, I don't know, Boston legal stuff where she's around the office and, like, there's, you know, maybe, like, power dynamics in terms of, well, she's this famous one that's just come in and, like, relationships with the people she works with and then actually seeing her be a successful lawyer. It felt too cartoony and silly and, like, a kid's show. That is exactly what I am disappointed by with this show. It's like, if you're going to do the legal drama, the legal drama, legal comedy, whatever you want to be, commit to the idea of it being that. Mm -hmm. Not use it as window dressing. 
not use it as an excuse to introduce clowns and comedy. Make it the comedy around and and the storylines in general actually around like a legal procedural. Like that's what it needs to be. And it doesn't do that well at all. It's no. just like really poorly crappily done. And it sucks because I really think that could be a very, very cool, fun show if they committed to doing like, let's actually take stuff about the MCU and put it under the microscope in a legal way. Like, There's so much fun to be had there considering like the world is trying to reckon with, one, all these people have come back yes. to life, but also then like people have different powers, therefore are there different like laws involved? Like how complicated yep. is that getting? Yeah. Absolutely. That it's such a wasted opportunity to examine the MCU, the world that we've become very familiar with in mm-hmm. a fun, entertaining way, and to have it be exciting and engaging if you do it as a good legal drama or legal procedural, and it doesn't do that at all. No. It just at every opportunity makes the legal side of things look silly. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same it's the same seriousness put into it that, like, when in community, when Greendale Dale holds a, a a fake mock court thing, that's how serious. It doesn't feel like there's actual legal ramifications. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't. It's not dealing with real issues or big issues that would exist in this world. It's just so. I understand. Like, this maybe this is where I'm differing because it's a comedy, but it's just. It's such a broad, cartoonish, kiddie comedy, as you said. Yeah, when it, it could feels be a like... sharp, biting, yeah. <laughs> witty comedy that examines the world of the MCU, which is an interesting thing. Yeah, it's like um, it the court scenes could be um, Jenny Magoo kid lawyer on the Disney Channel. You know yes. what I mean? Like that's yes. what it feels like. I'm like, oh, yes. I don't want to watch that. Um, kids might. That's cool, but I don't want to watch that. I 100. percent There is. The the complications that have come from the blip in the MCU, like where is the the court case about who owns the fucking house once you reappear in it five years later? Yeah. Like somebody has started a family in this house now when somebody thought their partner was dead and has created a family with somebody else, and all of a sudden their wife or their kids return. Like these are fascinating, interesting things that that She Hulk has a unique opportunity to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. What happens when a superhero, you know, does something in the name of, like, justice or or protecting people but damages people or property in the meantime? Like, Mm. in fact, that annoyed me even in in She-Hulk. There are sequences when she's being She-Hulk and she's a lawyer and she is causing massive property damage and, like, has no feeling of, like, well, I'm fucked now. Like, I'm going to have to defend myself in court or something like that for this thing I did where I threw somebody's car, a completely innocent person's car at a... And a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like the you of all people should be thinking about this sort of stuff. Yeah, I I still think about um I think it was yeah in the the Thor film when um they're standing in front of like an ice cream store that's like yeah making fun play on words about Thanos and like have victims who like have trauma from that and are now suing that ice cream shop because it's like it's not a joke in that world many people died yeah someone um, goes to visit like new asgard sees infinity cones yeah. and like has How a huge you? traumatic reaction to and sues the ice cream shop yeah, yeah. that's that, like that that's what this should be yes a hundred percent and it's really sad to me that they missed that opportunity mm-hmm. and it was instead goofy crap like Really goofy, shitty crap that didn't have satisfying conclusions, that didn't have... Like, the magician's thing, the idea of, like... I I kind of liked that idea of, like, can you copyright magic? Yeah. Right? And, like... Yeah, do they own it? Yeah, all do that they, stuff is interesting. Totally. But then the resolution is they fight off a bunch of... It's not a legal resolution. It is, oh, we, unfo- we release some little baby demons. She-Hulk has to fight it because this is a Marvel show and has to punch things. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, we agree. We'll stop using the sling ring in the future. That's an unsatisfying conclusion to a legal procedural. Yes. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A hundred percent agree with all of that. Ah, oh, such a disappointment. Uh, what about Jen's dating life? Were you interested in like her ongoing dating struggles? Is um, it it could be interesting. I think a lot of the um, I guess insulting parts of it me was its like simplicity 
in that area. Like, yes, obviously it's it's fun to laugh at those kind of like incel people, but it feels a little like um, cliched and trite and just wasn't that interesting to me. I, I think the idea of her struggling with um, one, people only want me as She-Hulk and I already mm-hmm. had low self-esteem, but then it, as this persona, I've got amazing self-esteem. Like, um, But that doesn't solve all of my like emotional issues that I have around men actually wanting me. That's good in theory, but I think it's really hard to take that storyline seriously um, considering what it is surrounded by. I think the moment that she's like betrayed and, you know, ultimately sexually assaulted when, you know, the video of her having sex is released. And I was like, oh, that's really quite fucked up and um, interesting. But then I was like, I just don't believe the world after pretty much like revenge porn of her was put out there would not be sympathetic to her having an emotional reaction. Yeah, that annoyed me too because I think there's a discussion to be had there about like, okay, she gets angry. She like, she like smashed the screens or whatever. (laughs) A, it didn't really feel that scary or violent in terms of things that we've seen in the MCU as well. Yeah, and then and the fact that the term sexual assault was just never discussed. Totally, there, yeah, which is it didn't, bizarre. It didn't want to go all the way with the it. The show wants you to believe that, in a lot of ways, this universe is parallel with our political climate as well, mm. particularly in terms of the way they have depicted these toxic men in mm. the world and the criticism of that. To then like. For the, the world's reaction to be like, oh, my God, she smashed a couple of screens as opposed to, like, women and sexual assault survivors and revenge porn survivors to actually kind of, like, rally behind her just seemed disingenuous mm-hmm. and, like, not well thought out. And, like, the, the, you could just – you could have the angle of, like, isn't it uh, a uh, contradiction – not contradiction um, – double standard that, mm. like – Hulk can smash things and he's a fucking brand and a superhero, but She-Hulk smashes things with righteous anger because of what's happened Mm -hmm. and she's treated differently because of it, but it doesn't do the work to then say anything about that because then you could have these people who are like, we understand what you're feeling and we also have been denied our ability to be you know, rightfully angry about this or treated as though we're the villains rather than the victim in this situation, but it doesn't do that. She no. just loses her job and and then we'll, we'll get to the ending in a second. <laughs> um, and then it's wrapped up far too neatly. Yes. Um, just before we move on from the dating thing, though, mm-hmm. a bright spot in this season was the Daredevil episode. Yes, absolutely. I agree. A, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock has mm-hmm. always been great. And I think this version of Daredevil that we got, where it's part of not this super dour or oh like my gosh. grim show that we got on Netflix. That's why I didn't like the Netflix show. And I wasn't that excited to see him back as Daredevil because it was such a downer, that show. I really didn't enjoy it. But I really enjoyed Matt Murdock in this show. I was like, Loved he's very him. charming. Oh, my gosh. The chemistry between yeah. those two is mm-hmm. off the fucking chart. And if the show had been the Daredevil and She-Hulk show the entire time, I think I would have loved it mm-hmm. because that they were so they were so watchable. And this is this is what the show was missing was like me caring about not just one character but like the connection between characters. They don't get me to care about She-Hulk with her best friend. They don't get me to care about She-Hulk with Pug. They don't get me to care about She-Hulk with Bruce even beyond the first episode. It's just like, it's just Tatiana going through this alone and not really having, there are other characters in this show that I give a shit about, which is a bad thing for a comedy to have. Um, So when Charlie Cox or Matt Murdock enters the scene and they get to have this superhero back and forth super actively into each other and allowed to express that and even fucking have sex. Big thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. Needed nine more episodes of that instead of everything else that we seem to get with this show. That was a bright spot. Also, kick Karen to the curve. Matt, don't worry about her anymore. Jen's way better. Was it Karen? Was that the the love interest? You said kick her to the curve. 
which to was the curb, curb, sorry, <laughs> keys to the curb. Um, um, yeah, oh yeah, Karen, forgot about her. Ugh. I think it was a Karen. Was the that worst? Her? I can't remember. Writer slash reporter <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. If you remember yeah. that article she yes. did at the end. Oh, at the end of season one or season two, I can't remember that. I like, remember. Was so she wrote, that was so awful. So yeah. It's like a fourteen-year-old's blog, and it's like, okay, all right. Yep. Okay. The ending. Uh huh. I'll tell you what I liked about the ending. Mm-hmm. All right. It was having fun and poking fun at itself. The MCU was doing it. Like we were saying, we wish the MCU had been a little bit more like looking at the complexities of the world that, that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I guess I do enjoy on some level the uh, the being understanding of some of the criticisms that... Marvel is getting, particularly of its TV shows and so forth, like that they always tend to devolve into just a big fight at the end, and that we managed to avoid that happening. We didn't have to have the bad guy be someone with the same powers as She-Hulk, for instance. She can avoid those things, and and they can comment on that. There's something, there's something refreshing about that. However, it's exceedingly shallow. That's that's my issue with it. It's, that's yeah. what I meant by like commenting on the thing is very different than actually doing the thing. It's like okay, let's acknowledge that there is an issue, um, but then they had the opportunity to make a show that actually does all the things they're talking about without commenting on it and actually just doing it successfully. They had the opportunity to make a really different show, um, and a lot of it didn't work or wasn't that different because. Um, all of the lead up leads to this big final battle and then we don't get it. We have them tell us that it doesn't matter. Um, I hated it. I was like, that is not what I meant by doing something different. How do you feel about this tweet from William uh, Bibiani on oh, it comes from Twitter? Uh, She-Hulk revealed itself to be a story about a woman struggling to tell her own story her own way in a culture, a workplace, a franchise, and a genre that kept trying to dictate her path for her. The ending rather brilliantly brought that to a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, <laughs> how do, oh, God. Um, Do you need to reread that? Okay, Did you get that? No, no. Yeah, I got it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a real problem mm-hmm. with, isn't this... Badly written show, amazing for acknowledging that it's badly written. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Is is what I got out of it. I don't agree with. The, I think that's a very kind way to look at it. Um, but I think the fact that the writers didn't know how to like create or tell this story is what he's saying. But he's somehow turned it into a positive, uh, which is sure. Why not? That's a beautiful way to look at the world. I do not agree. See, I, I I agree with you. I I think also, like you were saying, it sort of it sort of cheats itself out of actually confronting like the Hulk King business, like this yes. the toxic men thing, right? It just yes. it gets to a point of, of having to approach that and discuss it and come to some sort of like climactic moment with it or catharsis, and then I I <sighs> I do acknowledge and understand people saying that they feel like this makes Jen empowered because she's able to walk out of the reality of the situation and basically get the god of her universe to change the ending to the way she wants it to be. But the problem is that does not come from a place of like growth or 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 it does it doesn't it doesn't follow the lines of what the story has been telling us. So it's like well it's cute because it's meta it isn't actually compelling or cathartic in the story. No, it seems like it wants all of those kind of like political points and for like leftists like me to watch it and be like, yeah, cool, awesome. They're doing this story about like toxic men and like mm-hmm. um, how they feel ownership over certain things and blah, blah, blah. They want all of that, but they have nothing really to say about it. They still want to do that show, yes. but then they don't want to deal with the actual issue and what one might do. So I, as a woman who like experiences those <laughs> things, can't just like float up to heaven and be like, hey, God, can we just change the situation? Yes. It's just, it's it's insulting to me. So I was sure. like, why did I have to watch all of that yuckiness? Mm-hmm. Um for you to be like, and then she just like was able to kind of 
a race having to find a solution and just like, I don't know, happy ending, whatever. It was fucking stupid. I hated it. I'll tell you another problem I have with it is that this whole ending sequence with She-Hulk, you know, breaking the fourth wall, Mm -hmm. going into the Marvel Studios, talking to this Kevin Feige robot thing, is it? it's trying to avoid doing the MCU ending, right? It's trying to not do the thing that the MCU keeps doing. Except by avoiding actually making a strong statement on a real-world issue it wanted to bring up inside the story, Mm -hmm. it did one of the most MCU things that you can do. (laughs) For instance, the flag smashes in Falcon and the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. are a very interesting villain base, as is the character of... I can't remember the guy's name now, but the guy who takes over the Captain America mantle and is like a, a dick about it, right? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like... They bring up these ideas of, like, about displacement and refugees and, mm-hmm. like, terrorism as a way of, like, protesting against the man and so forth. And then when push comes to shove, doesn't have anything actually interesting to say about it. It just wants to raise as an issue because it's, like, seen as being, like, serious. Yes. Ab- I 100% right? agree with you. It's, it's like, it's such, not only, like, an MCU thing, but a very Disney thing to be, like, yes. first gay character. Yes. And it's, like... Yes. Yes. Random thing in the background for yeah. 0.2 of a second. It's like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. like never, no one with any to it genuine like interest in those things um, that you apparently are trying to like mm-hmm. get to enjoy your properties would ever be satisfied by that kind of placating nonsense. Yeah. And that's exactly what this does. It's like it brings up this whole thing about like this toxic masculine culture, this misogyny and all this sort of stuff that's affecting Jen. And then at the moment where it's meant to come to some sort of resolution conclusion, it just decides to skip it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just did one of the most MCU and, as you said, Disney things possible. You haven't learned a goddamn thing. You can't prote- – it's, it's like I take it as – uh, you've yeah you you want to say that you've learned and that you're being different, but you're actually doing exactly what you always do, yeah. just without as much punching. Mm-hmm. And like that is shit. That's a shit ending. You have mm-hmm. and you aren't learning and you aren't growing, and this sucks. And I found that really really frustrating afterwards to to realize like once again it raised a social issue because it's a hot button topic, and then didn't have the balls to actually come down on it in any real way with any sort of message. It sucked. It sucked. It did. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? I don't really. One just occurred to me then. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me like, I don't know, so sad. It's in the first episode when um, Hulk and when Bruce and Jen are fighting and they break the bar that he built with Tony. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was... Yeah, they rebuilt it, but like it's not the same because they built it together and it just made me really, really sad. I'm like, if I was Bruce, I would have been hysterically crying. Anyway, that was my only thought. Did, I just had Did there. you enjoy the tag on that episode, the bit about Steve Rogers fucks bit at the end? Yeah, sure. That was yeah, that was fun. That was cute. I was like, yeah, that's like a genuine interest that I'm sure and conversation that people would be having in yes. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's a question that people have in our world. Exactly. So it was fun to yeah, yeah to reflect that. I that was like they stopped doing the tags after a while. And I was like, that was the that was the best one was in the first episode. Mm. Um, little tidbits here and there. I enjoyed like the Netflix queue when Daredevil's introducing himself to like they started to use the theme music in there mm-hmm. when he's introducing himself to Jen. I was like, that was cute. Um, apparently the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Hey, mm-hmm. that would have been a good topic for an episode about a legal drama to talk about what the ramifications of the Sokovia Accords not being yeah. around anymore are. It certainly affects the they rest of the MCU. They have a bunch of like superheroes that were like arrested for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, not a man, man guys, but they were like are they incarcerated. Suing the government are they now, now being yeah. freed? Are we petitioning for their freedom? Things like that. Yeah. The legality 100%. of like these insane prisons they have for superheroes. Yes. Also interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So just like the Sokovia Accords are gone. It's like, oh, that's huge. Oh, that's, it's gone. Okay. Okay. Bye. Great. <laughs> Actually, that, speaking of that came up, I think Matt Murdock mentions that when he's doing that one little bit of back and forth legal stuff with, um, with Jen in that, Daredevil episode, and that was the closest they ever got to actually the legal stuff feeling like fun and mm-hmm. like exciting. Yeah, but just because there was there, it felt like two competent adults actually being good at their job for a second. Yeah, it would have been so nice to have like Matt and Jen working together, and then or on opposing she sides, She Hulk, of the aisle yeah, too. or She Hulk and um, 
Daredevil like working together at night and just like yeah. him trying to teach her like how to have like balance and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, would have been interesting, but oh well. Um, there was also uh, just a couple of cute references. Uh, the Wolverine reference when Jen's friend comes out with like the makeup brushes in her hand. Like mm-hmm. they're really starting to lean to this idea that the mutants are coming. Um, the bit where they sort of did the opening sequence from the original Hulk show with Lou Ferrigno uh, at the start of the last episode was mm-hmm. fun and well done. Uh, the little hat they put on the Kevin. It's just, but they're just like cute little moments, mm. uh, little Easter eggs that were fun. <laughs> but they, they did not for a good television show make. No. Highlights and lowlights. What was your lowlight, Damask? My low light, uh, yeah. it's the mess of the finale that I just found really insulting. I was like, maybe they can, like, bring it back. Because, like, yeah, that Matt Murdock stuff stuff um, in the second last episode, I was like, oh, okay, this could be, this is mm-hmm. getting better. And then the finale happened and I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so as she was, like, walking to, like, the writer's room and stuff and we got that ultimate ending, I was like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you waste my time? Yes, that's got to be my low light. I'm going to say my low light was the comedy. <laughs> just just how it's ineffective sense of humor. it was. Yeah, yeah totally. how ineffective it was as yeah. a comedy, which it's out to be, and I think failed out quite miserably. Just quick aside, um, the character of Madison, who was in the the one with Wong, the one the magician's one, where she was the one oh, that was yeah. like sent to a hell dimension or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like a, a favorite on the internet. Mm-hmm. She was like seen as being the strong point of the season. I completely disagreed with that sentiment whatsoever. I thought that was a a very basic, often tread ground of like the Valley Girl thing. I didn't think that was good at all. <laughs> I didn't mind it, but I just like it was whatever at that stage, you know. Sure. Uh, highlight what was the highlight for you of this show. If there was one. Uh, for me, I enjoyed like the training with and the time spent with Bruce. I think they had really cute cousin chemistry. Um, yes. That, that, that was nice. I, and I thought it had a really strong first episode. When I watched that episode, I was like, oh, okay, um, I'm into this. Do I wish that when I finished, I was like, oh, I wish they had just like released all of this at once because they mm-hmm. were such short episodes that like mm-hmm. waiting another week for 30 minutes. I was like, mm, yeah, that's not really enough return for me. Um, but yeah, that, that first episode was, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good reminder that Mark Ruffalo just owns that character. He's so now. cute. Like, oh he could just goodness. walk into that character and play Bruce, yeah. the Hulk, and it's like, oh yeah, um, this is great. I enjoy this every time. Um, I'm going to say then my highlight was the Jen and Matt Murdock stuff. Yeah, like that. The chemistry between those two was palpable. It made for a really entertaining episode of television. By far, I think the best episode of the season. And honestly, it works so well compared to a lot of what the show was doing the rest of the time that I want that to continue as a main focus in season two, if there is a season two. Predictions, hopes, or concerns, Damask? Um, I hope they hire some comedy writers, um, some people with a good sense of humour. That'd be good. Uh, just like my hope is that they walk away from the gimmicks um, and realise that they don't have to lean so heavily into them to get people's eyeballs on the show and just like be confident in the character they've chosen to write about um my concern is they absolutely won't it's going to be <laughs> shit and everyone's going to blame the fact that it's shit is because it's a female character but you know you can't control shitheads in the world so whatever i we've got the daredevil show coming up mm-hmm. maybe jen is in that yeah. and that could be fun let's get let's transplant jen out of this crap fest into maybe that show mm. and see how that goes. That could be fun. If uh, My hope is that they do just just do way better with the legal drama side of things. It's like I, you're 100% right about comedy writers. Also get people who know how to write a real legal drama. Yeah. Like make this the show. Make it that show and not a halfway between that and the rest of your MCU shows. Yeah. Like Let's stop having to comment. Make it smart funny, please. Make it smart funny and just yeah. – and, and like exciting and tense and – like, it, so often I talk about, like, comedy comes from caring about the characters, so make me care about the characters. Mm-hmm. But also, if the stakes are there it, and I'm invested more, things become funnier as well. Um, I, yeah, yeah, need, that needs to be better. Yeah, just just get, just be, 
be a version of the show that you don't have to comment on the fact that it's a, that this isn't working. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what we want. A show where you can get to the end and go, we're really proud of that. That was that was really happy with how that ended. Not uh let's talk to God and get this to turn out a different way because we keep being shit at this. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean, Kirk- Sean Kirkpatrick, a.k.a. at Shawnee Boy Draws, our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday, Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work on our show notes. Um, talk to us via email and through the website. Fuck Twitter, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Um, where, uh, tell me, you know, reach out to me via uh, contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com where we're all going to. What's the social media platform we should all be moving to that isn't Twitter anymore? Because uh, I'm... I want to jump ship. I'm happy to return to the classics of MySpace and Tumblr. So if anyone uh, wants to go back there, I'm real happy Tom, for that. Tom needs to return. Mm-hmm. Tom of MySpace needs to just walk out of the shows and go, we're back, baby. Let's go yep. again. Come mm-hmm. home. We'll do top eights. We'll do put songs oh, now. That thing is like profiles. I don't want any like new version of MySpace. I just want they don't need to change anything. Just what MySpace was perfection. Thank you. I'll yep. learn. I'll learn basic HTML again. Oh, and, that was so much fun. And can we get MSN Messenger back as well? Yes, please. That'd be great. Next episode, we'll be back with an off-topic, hot topic, bonus episode, and then again the following week to discuss House of the Dragon season one. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Good everybody. Absolutely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.